Thank you. Morning all. When, uh, when I first looked at the rotor to see what I'd be preaching, I was just, just delighted that I had one 20-minute slot to cover all of the kingdom of God. So uh, it's really easy. So uh, buckle up. No. Morning. I thought we'd sort of start this morning by having a little bit of a look back at where we've been, what, where we've come from, what we've looked at, and what it means to be family on a mission. We've heard so far this year about how that, that family extends beyond us, beyond our parents, our siblings, our children, and actually into the very heart and the very model of God. We see that in the Trinity, and we see that modelled in Jesus' life on earth. We've learned that as a church, we're sent as family to bring others into that relationship with God, to help bring others into relationship and to go and make disciples. We learned a couple of weeks ago about this amazing covenantal relationship with God that flows from God's amazing love for us and his faithfulness for us, and that that equips us to go out into the world. And we've learned that our church family should look like the early church, last week looking at these radical communities that were based on sharing what they had and lots of other exciting things. So it's been quite exciting, but I don't know about you, but it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind, and I sort of, I can't wait to go out, but I don't quite know where, where I am. I don't quite know what I'm doing. It all sounds great to go out and to do mission, but going where exactly and and doing what? We all know that this mission, it's probably got something to do with making disciples. It's probably something to do with being in community, And love probably comes into it somewhere. But I'm not 100% sure what it actually looks like. Emily last week gave us some really helpful pointers. That we should be surrounded in prayer. That we should be eating and sharing together. And that we should be inviting others in. And when we read uh, the Bible as well and the Gospels, it seems that the disciples weren't entirely sure what this mission looked like either. It's definitely to do with feeding the poor, Judah would say. Or, no, 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 it's to do with converting those that are like us. To show them the true faith, says Peter. No, 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 you've got it all wrong, says Paul. Our mission is to the Gentiles, to our enemies that don't know the love of God. Still, other disciples would claim that our job is to heal the sick and to care for the widows. And James and John seem to think it's something about sitting at God's right and left hand. So I don't know about you, but I'm sort of getting mixed messages. And it's beginning to make my head hurt a bit. It's a little bit like, and this is a bit of a tenuous link, so bear with me. It's a bit like when a group of you can't quite decide what you want for dinner or what takeaway to get. One mate wants curry. There's always somebody in the mood for pizza. Somebody's angling for McDonald's, and then there's always that one annoying friend that really wants a kebab. And confession, that friend is normally me. Sorry. So where do you even start? What does family on a mission actually look like? Where am I? Throughout the scriptures, this mission, this plan for God's people and his church is hinted at and described, but it's often given a different name. In the Bible, when Jesus teaches us how to pray, he speaks of what this mission is. After praising God, Jesus proclaims the kingdom of God. And in Matthew 6, verses 9 and 10, which should be on the screen somewhere. Perfect. Look at this. Jesus says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Jesus tells us to pursue the kingdom of God. 
right there when Jesus is teaching the disciples how to live holy lives, how to pray, how to speak to God, one of the first things he does is he prays for God's kingdom here on earth to seek to bring about the kingdom of heaven, the place where everything will be right and just and true, where God is king over all, the world to come, to pursue and strive for a life and a world that looks like God's kingdom. Jesus' prayer goes on to say, on earth as it is in heaven, that we may see a little bit of what it is like in heaven right here, right now on earth. It's what we prayed earlier before communion, and it's what Christians across the world pray every single day. This is what we see both at the very beginning of Genesis, when God first created the world. Sorry. I think I'm having a little bit of a nosebleed, so I'm just going to get a tissue. It's fine. It's meant to happen. There we go. We're fine. So, sorry, it's what we see at the beginning of Genesis in the Bible when God creates the world. And it's what we see right at the end in Revelation chapter 21. The fully realized kingdom of God. Revelation says, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. But as I'm sure you are aware of, and as I'm sure you can feel in your lives and in the lives of those around us, that we're not yet in that place, that we are very much, sadly, in a world that is mourning and crying and in pain. So our mission, this thing that we are sent out as a family to do, is none other than to bring about this very kingdom of God. To do as Jesus prayed and to seek God's kingdom right here on earth. To live out heaven on earth and as we sung earlier, to see, our ki- to see God's kingdom here and to hear the very sound of heaven touching earth. It sounds amazing and exciting but a bit daunting and not really a small task. And I don't know about you, but I still don't really know where to start. It's exciting and all that, but what does it actually mean? What does putting into action the kingdom of God look like? Luckily, friends, we're in good company again. As it appears, the disciples didn't really know either. They had some idea. They knew it was probably related to living righteously or caring for those around them. And Jesus had definitely said it had something to do with forgiveness. But the thing is, Jesus was doing a new thing. Jesus wasn't just saying that the kingdom of God is something to aim for, something that we should do if we have the time, but that actually it should be the very shape and model of our lives. He gathers his people around him and explains what this kingdom of God means, this heavenly kingdom. We see it in the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, Jesus meeting and eating with him as he decides to give away what he has and to serve others. We see it with the poor woman who gives all that she has as an offering to God, challenging those who are only giving out of their abundance. And we see it in the forgiving, acknowledging and commissioning of Peter after he denied Christ three times. 
in the life and pattern of Jesus, we see him seeking out the kingdom of God through healing, forgiveness, worshipping God, spending time with those who are outcast or downtrodden, and just stopping and really seeing and spending time with people, sharing food and fellowship with them, showing those around him what the love of God looks like. So, if we know that we're called to be family on a mission, and we know that the scriptures tell us that the mission is to join in with God's work of bringing about the kingdom of heaven on earth, of showing God's love, what might this look like for our lives? How do we live in and live out the kingdom of God? How do we, in our messed up and often broken world, strive for God's perfectly created order in the here and now? When we leave this building today and go back out into our, ev- into our everyday lives, what does the kingdom of God look like? Scripture tells us a bit about what this kingdom of God looks like as a model, what, it looks, what our lives need to look like. The Old Testament in Micah 6 verse 8 says that it is to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. And the New Testament says in Matthew 22 that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. told you. We've touched on a few aspects of this over the last few weeks of what living out this kingdom of God might look like with really, really helpful challenges and ideas as to how we seek the kingdom, how we do justice, love our neighbor and worship God, of how we can serve our communities and share our lives with those who may be isolated or lonely, how we can feed the hungry or care for the sick, how we can praise God in the highs and the lows of life, how we can take everything to God in prayer, how we might offer our time and our skills and our resources, how we can give whatever we have to the building of God's kingdom and to those around us that need it most. I saw on the news last week that Pope Francis has been getting himself into some trouble with the other Vatican officials because he keeps giving up and giving away unused buildings and spaces owned by the Vatican to act as homeless shelters and soup kitchens, places where those who are most vulnerable in society can go and seek refuge. And that's just such a great example. And I'm sure you can think of others as well, of times or actions that you've seen somebody do that can make God feel that bit more real that can bring heaven that bit closer. There are so, so many wonderful and varied ways that we can grow and express this kingdom of God and ways that we can be involved. Last week, we looked at some of the really, really key ways of doing this modeled by the early church of what it might actually look like for us to live out the kingdom of God within our own missional communities. I'm sure you can all remember the five really easily, but just in case anyone forgot. Emily encouraged us that it looks like eating together and spending quality time in our communities, living life to the full, be praying with one another, sharing our possessions and our properties and giving what we have to others and inviting others into our lives, into our faith and into our communities. Our living out the kingdom of God should include all of those things. Maybe you have a passion for working with older people or being with children, and those things are amazing. Perhaps it's challenging ourselves or those around us 
to strive to care for our planet more or living in a way that is environmentally friendly. It might be being honest and open about our mental, physical and spiritual health so that we can seek help and we can help others. The list is endless, but that's the point. The kingdom of God is vast and wide and encompasses all of humanity and so much more. We're called to all of these things as we see that actually the kingdom of God is deep and rich and wide. And the examples that the disciples gave earlier are all included as represented by my terrible curry, pizza and McDonald's analogy. Then the disciples aren't wrong. They haven't missed the mark, but they're just aware that all of these things are part of the bigger picture and part of the great banquet of the kingdom of God that God calls us to and to express this in all of these varied ways, how we can welcome others into that feast. And we know the significance of these things. We know that having a life that follows this pattern is important if we say we're followers of Jesus. They're not simply optional extras. They're not things to do if we've got the time or the money. They're things that we should be doing as a church, not as an extra bonus, but as part of the very fabric of what it means to be church. Seeking the kingdom of God and putting that into practice is just as much of what it means to be church as our worship, our prayer, or communion. But it isn't something, you'll be relieved to know, I was definitely relieved to know, that we are doing by ourselves or just in our own strength. It isn't something that God calls us to and then abandons. It's something we can only do through the power of God, through the Holy Spirit. We are called to this mission, not by ourselves, not even just as us as a church, but alongside God. Simply not just using our own skills or our own efforts, but joining in with God on mission working alongside the Holy Spirit to bring about this kingdom of God. There's a fancy phrase for this that I learned a couple of weeks ago, and it's called the Missio Dei, and it encapsulates all of that, that we have a God who goes before us and is alongside us in this mission of bringing about the kingdom of God. This might look really, really different for each of us here today, and that is kind of the point. I really hope it does. There might be some people here who just can't wait to get going, who are already trying and doing wonderful things in seeking out the kingdom, and you really might feel this call that God has placed on your lives. Maybe you feel like the last few weeks, God is sort of trying to stir something up within you, and that God is inviting you to do something, and you need to respond. So friends, may I invite you to embrace that call, to run headfirst into seeking the very kingdom of God. We would love to pray with you and encourage you in that. And that we will, in a minute, have, we'll have some prayer ministry here on my left. as a space to do that and to respond. There might be some people here who haven't really thought about what the kingdom of God means. Or about what living lives following Jesus mean. Or actually, what it means to be deeply and completely loved by God. May I invite you, friends, to respond to that love today. To speak to somebody about it to grab somebody around you or somebody with one of the green lanyards that um, Carl mentioned earlier. If you could come and let somebody pray with you, that would just be an amazing way to respond to God's love. Or perhaps you're just somewhere else entirely. You're not really sure what this means for your life or how it could affect you. Maybe you have questions or worries. Or actually, you need to feel a bit of that kingdom of heaven in your own life. 
Those questions and feelings are so valid and so, so important. So I invite you to reach out as well and to speak to somebody. Come and speak to one of the uh, leadership team wearing the green thing around their necks later or come and ask for prayer down here. This is your space, friends, to work out what living the kingdom of God looks like. This is what we're going to do as a church. This is why we are called to be a family on mission. So I will, I'd like to invite the band back up, if that's possible, and the prayer ministry team to come and uh, get into place. And we're going to have a bit of time to, to respond to that and to work out what living a kingdom of God life might look like. And actually, before we sing again, sorry, nosebleed, we're going to stand together and pray again the words of the Lord's Prayer. So if I could invite you to stand. And the words should be here on the screen. If you want to stretch out your hands, I invite you to stretch out your hands. But more importantly, I just want you to open up your hearts to to really let these words be the words of responding to God, of seeking his kingdom and for, for being a family on mission. So again, as Emily said, in whatever language is most comfortable for you, let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen.